And if you're behind him, that's a sight to see. Because if you look at his buttocks, Uh-oh. you'll see blood <gasps> seeping from <gasps> the buttocks. Oh my God. You like the drink? Yeah. What is it? It's uh, Jen found it. It's called the Liquid Plumber. Mm-hmm. Because the hint was Drano. It tastes like Drano. I, no, it does it's not. It's very sour. I hope that you're not speaking like from it. experience. I think it tastes like Sunny D. No. Yes. Tastes like, but like a lemon lime Sunny D. <laughs> All right, let's take some shots. What is it? We must sing. Also, oh, it's yeah. a surprise. Do you not know how this bit works? It's like you haven't done this before. I mean, we've only done it 38 other times. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Wait, this isn't 38 times. I think we, this is 39. We, no. We have... Because we have some part twos. We have... How many part twos? But sometimes two. we did them... We have two part twos. I can't keep track. This is going on... This is going on iTunes as um, episode 40. So we're at 38, yeah. Wait, no. Yeah, 38. Yeah. Cheers. And we haven't cut each other's shirts yet. No, I just have some stitches in mine, so. There you go. Ooh. Um, Chambord? No. Oh, that does not go well with the Drano. Deserona? And? Um... Ugh. Ugh. That does not go well with Drano. I put a little bit of sour mix in it. So Ooh, it'd be like Jesus a Christ. Deserona sour. That, those are actually, sugar. yeah, those are good. It's good, but I it like doesn't it. go, mm, we're drinking yeah. straight orange juice here. I could just, I love that Deserono stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go yeah, well with the it's orange. It's amaretto, right? Oh, well. All right. That's amaretto. Yeah. Amaretto oh. sours are like one of the, my favorite drinks. So good. We could, um, cause we ran out of gin, sadly, correct? Correct. So we could have those when they were done with this. Correct. I like it. I like it. Mm. If that just goes down so smooth, it doesn't even taste like you're drinking booze. Mm-mm. Also this drink, same thing, but. Yeah. Mmm. Oh, right. So, Drano. Yeah. Drano. Oh, we have people to shout out, right? We do. All right. So, we do have a couple of new Patreon subscribers to shout out. We have Shelly, not to be confused with Shelby. The small taco. Right. Um, and then we also have a Taco Supremo who joined us, Rose. Oh, right. Rose. Rose. What about Joe? Joe, we already shouted Joe out, I think. I think sure. that was the other night. And Joe! Yay! Rose and Joe and Shelly? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Welcome, guys. We've Welcome got a bunch. Everybody. So um, it just so happened that everyone, um, you know, we did this little thing where uh, for existing members of Patreon, all we're going to get a stickers uh, of uh, our logo. Now it's going to be only for our Taco Supremos at $5 a month. So um, thanks, guys, for supporting us. And we hope you enjoy all the content on Patreon. Mm, yes. Yes. I really enjoy reading the comments that you guys uh, comment on. Wait. I really enjoy... <laughs> you enjoy I really... everything. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I... Okay. So I'm a little bit of a Patreon troll. Not going to lie. <laughs> I read things that I don't always comment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're getting better. You I did am. You did respond about the Mac, and it led you to purchase your MacBook. Yep. 
Um, and uh, by the way, Grace, thank you for correcting me that that massive cinnamon bun is was not Austin; it was San Antonio, and that's where and she we was went. there. Yeah, I was there at that restaurant. You were there. Yeah, we went to that restaurant um, when I visited Grace. Oh. oh. Yeah, I actually have a picture. Oh, of I was wondering what she was talking about. Guy? Yeah, it's like it's like a three-pound Cinnabon or yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, well, we didn't get the cinna- cinnamon bun. Though. How can oh. you go there and not get the Cinnabon? Oh, maybe it wasn't that the restaurant. I don't know. We went to a... Wait, is it Magnolia Pancake House? Is that the name of it? I don't know. Because we got pancakes. Yeah, I think that was the restaurant we went to. Please I would have gotten the three pound. Do not say mm. pancakes. No. Because you know. Nope, we're mm. not doing it. I think it's already in no. the. Nope, nope, we're not no. promising it. Stop. I heard something out there. Oh, stop. You're full of shit. Stop! <laughs> You're such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of uh, dick, <laughs> I was like, "Where are you going with this, Jen?" Um, Wait a minute. Well, no, like, so um, I've been corresponding with Rebecca a little bit. She's oh, yeah. been Snapchatting me, and like, she tagged us in that photo on Facebook. That was pretty cool. Yes, and she um, she did message us back on Patreon, and she would love to be your wing woman. Really? You guys can go out together. Your oh, my God. Man? We'll go out. Oh, I didn't see that comment. I didn't troll recently, it was, a pri- it was a private message that she oh. sent to us. I can be your wing woman. I'll dress, I'll, were... I'll put a wig on and makeup and everything. Really? Okay, well, yeah. we, we can just go. That'd be funny. <laughs> uh, hey, I got some really big news. What's that? I got some big news. Big. Huge. Okay, so you huge. know how... Huge. You know how we do... What is that, Trump? Yeah. You know how we do Patreon, right? Yeah. By the 22nd of January. So that's Taco Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. <laughs> and if you're listening to this next year, you'll be like, what? Anyway, on the 22nd of January, 2019, we are going to migrate from Patreon to talkmurder.com. I'm setting up there because on our own website, we're going to have a complete forum. We're going to have a better communication system because Patreon, like a lot of like we've had two or three members that their membership would they can't log in. They had to create new memberships. Mm. But anyway, so we're going to we're moving over to talkmer.com. It's going to be just like Patreon, but it's going to be there. Better, but better. It's going to be a lot better. Plus, we got T-shirts coming. So anyone that's a Taco Supremo will get a T-shirt. The exclusive Taco Supremo T-shirts that Nicole made, and we're going to grandfather in yeah. everybody. Yeah, and every every current taco, every current taco, small or large. Every and this is the thing: if you're listening to this and you were thinking about joining, we're grandfathering in every taco that's in our Patreon now, small and large. Now we're only doing t-shirts for Taco Supremos, but everyone's going to for the current Taco Supremos or anyone that joins Taco Supremo. Now, everyone in the Patreon will be grandfathered in. If you are in the Patreon by Taco Tuesday, January 22nd. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, the Taco Supremos will get the t-shirt when it comes out. But if you just want to get in there real quick, Donate a dollar or five dollars on patreon.com slash talk murder and we'll grandfather you in because after that it's going to be forty dollars a year. 
but not for the guys that are in before January 22nd. Which is actually a good deal because it's cheaper for those who yeah. are going to sign up for a $5 a month as a Taco yeah. Supremo. It actually works out to be less expensive. Mm-hmm. It, it works out a less expensive for and everything. And you get so. a t-shirt. Yeah, the t-shirts and do cost things. a lot of money. So there's a lot of perks included in it. It's completely worth it. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, I mean, just the I mean, T-shirt alone, you could pay exactly. You could pay twenty-five dollars. You'll be just getting for a yeah. T-shirt. You'll be the getting t- the T-shirt for free. You'll be getting stickers. <laughs> Once we get more and more merch, we'll send you coupons. We'll give you exclusive deals everywhere else. Plus, you get all the forums. I'm, I'm adding a complete forum on there. You can post anything you like. We could do like local meetups. Any, it's going to be a exclusive Ooh, on Taco mm. or excuse me. On talkmer.com. But if you if you're a talko right now or you you're thinking about it, join because we'll grandfather you in, but you gotta do it right now. If you're listening to this and you're not driving you your car, it, do it because just stop if just you pump yeah, the brakes right now. Because as the twenty second, if you're not grandfathered in, it's gonna be forty dollars a year, which is still a great price. It is because good. of all the sh- stuff we're given. It's yeah. still a great price. So go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash talk murder. Donate $5 or grandfather you in. But do it now because I'm serious. And I know I'm going to get emails about this. John, please, please. I was going to do it. And then I'm not, I can't do that. Do it now. That's right. And we love you. We're doing it because yeah. we love you guys. Yeah, we, we couldn't do, do this without yeah. you. Yeah. Cherish is the word I would use to describe. There you go. You don't know how many times I wish that I don't oh, know. That doesn't really apply to you guys. I don't need to hold you, but no, we no, do just, cherish you guys just go for sure. Um, and we couldn't do this without you. Yeah. So where are we going? Very exciting. This is very exciting stuff. Yeah. So where are we going, Jen? Where are we going? Who are we killing? Florida. So the tonight's hint was Drano. What no. made you pick Florida, Jen? Um, I don't know. When I think someone trying to kill someone with Drano, I thought it was kind of like a... Why do you think someone's trying to kill somebody with Drano? Okay. We're, this you is, guys always the, make a concrete... You know that this podcast is called Talk Murder. I know, right? but like... You're right. Cinnamon, so, I mean, cinnamon Guns was somewhere. like a very minute detail. I mean, so the person could have been buying Drano at a hardware store or something, but... I I did cinnamon buns. It was my new, and it was a stretch because I wanted some damn cinnamon buns, and y'all didn't even making the cinnamon so buns. Were you, what was, I was what's pretty the point of Drano. You want me to go clean the bathroom later? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Speaking of cleaning the bathroom, I stepped in a puddle with my That's socks what on. That noise was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you concerned? I was a little bit. I was. I was so mad because I was a one... worried about what that sound was coming from. <laughs> it's one thing to step. <laughs> It's one thing to step in a puddle with bare feet, but like when you have socks on, it's yeah, gr- it's even that worse. That sucks. Yeah. Um, All right, Nicole. Where are we going? Who are we wait, killing? Jen wait, Jen hasn't finished. Oh. Um. Well, I was gonna say like I can pick up some cinnamon buns before I go to work tomorrow. If you I want. want pancakes. We will discuss the pancakes later. Yes. We are not baking any promises though, and so just because we've said it does not mean that you're automatically going. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I think we're going to Florida in 1976. I think that someone ingests Drano. Like as a poison yeah. kind of a thing? I think we're going to Virginia. Mm-hmm. 
Another redneck state. Yeah, I know. I was going to say West Virginia. I was like, oh, is that too stereotypical? Country roads take, take me home, home to, to the, the place that I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home, country roads. Um, so I'm going to say just Virginia. I'm going to say this is a 1992 mm. case. You know what I don't understand? Mm. The Virginia is for lovers. I don't either. I really don't get that at all. I don't get it. Because they want to make sure that people don't think it's West Virginia's for lovers. Because that means you're doing your... Cousin? Cousin. <laughs> we talked about that in one episode, and I said something really offensive. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, God, I hope we have no listeners. I don't West think Virginia. we do, but um, I don't know. Like, what? Can someone please explain? Yeah. If anyone is from Virginia, like, why is it Virginia's for or lovers? Or even if you're it's not... weird. Even if you're not from Virginia and you understand what it's about, can you please explain? Is it because Virginia, like virgin? Or like vagina. Oh, maybe. <laughs> vagina. Oh, vagina. <laughs> vagina. Like, I don't get it. All right. Let's know. let's see that vagina. <laughs> um, okay. okay, so I think um, the Drano. I don't know. You're making me feel like I need to think outside the box. Okay, I think... The murderer in this case is a plumber. Oh. Oh, nice. We're both wrong. Yeah, but those are still good guesses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tonight's episode is for a Taco Supremo. Oh! If you want to read this. Oh, oh, here we go. Hi, John. I am taking you up on the offer for an event that took place near me in Kansas City. Oh! I was wondering if you could cover Robert Andrew Berdella Jr., a serial killer known as the Kansas City Butcher and the Collector. <gasps> oh, the Collector. From what I have heard, he was pretty twisted when it came to his murders. I hope you can find enough about this mur- these murders since they were over 30 years ago. Thanks for all the hard work you put into this Thanks for all the hard work you put in for each episode, Lauren. Oh, cool. Thanks, Lauren. Our first uh, video. video. Yeah. So, Lauren, I... The Collector. That reminds me well, of the I, I responded song, back to her. And The Bone Collector is now on yeah. Netflix. We watched it last time. Oh, what is that? It's with um, Angelina Jolie and Denzel Washington. It yeah, it's pretty good. It was good. Um, so, I responded to Lauren and I said, ooh, The Collector. That sounds pretty interesting. Wait, so was this the tax collector? Let me tell you what you can be. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Oh, that was really off. I have to redo that. Can we redo it, please? No. No. I sent her an email back and said, the collector sounds pretty interesting. Little did I know, um, some of our tacos are pretty twisted. If... To be requesting a story like this. Uh-oh. Is this going to be... Wait, hang on. Claire, just disclaimer. Is this going to be better or... Uh, there's no better. Is this going to be worse than... Richard than the, Trenton Chase? The, the vampire? vampire? No. Okay. Uh, I don't I think... I mean, that's hard yeah. to be... Yeah, that's, that, that was, was probably twisted. the most fucked up episode we've ta- ever done. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Oh, shit. Mm. All right, man. you lost your privilege. All right, let's go. Uh, so... We're getting there. This story 
Mm. It's fucking crazy. So we're going 1988. Okay. Oh. I said 92. What did you say? 76. Kind of met in the middle there. Yeah. Picture yourself. Okay. okay. You're in the suburbs of Kansas. Kansas City. Kansas City. Missouri. 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 I've been there. Not Kansas. What do you mean? Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas. Well, all right. Well, Lawrence from Kansas City, Missouri. So is this Missouri or Kansas? Let me just settle this right now. Kansas City is one city divided by state lines. Yes. So it could. So so it's the same Kansas City, but depending on which street you're standing on, like with um with uh, one of our tacos, Kristen, I went to go visit Kristen in Kansas City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, we were literally like we were driving around and because uh, she was living there, she was working in Kansas City and we were on a street where one side of the street was Kansas and the other side of the street was Missouri. So it depends. That's cool. All right. Well, where, what state does this take place in, John? Which what's the majority here? Both. This is uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh-huh. That's so weird. I don't understand that. Anyway, let me uh, show Even you. Explain it. Uh Jen just explained it. I wasn't listening. Let me show you the actual street. Let's look at the Google Earth. So I'll put the uh, Google Earth thing on Patreon. So we're going to Kansas City, Missouri, which the part we're going is right on the border of Kansas and Missouri. Mm -hmm. Jen explained that earlier. It's April 2nd, 1988. It's noontime. Now, this is a nice neighborhood in Kansas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. If I say Kansas or Missouri, it's the same thing. Whatever. I don't know. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's right there. It's freaking in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. It's hot as shit. It's April. Okay. Quiet. You may hear some construction or whatever. And all of a sudden, you see a sight that you have never, ever would ever see. Not even in the movies. The, The directors aren't even creative enough to make this happen. This scene happened. Oh, we're off to a good start. Everyone looks out their window. These houses are pretty close together. All of a sudden, you like the neighbor is like, you know, he he's like, what the shit? What am I seeing? And he kind of like does a double take Mm -hmm. because running in the middle of the street. Is a man. Who is butt naked (laughs) with a dog collar on. Uh Oh, Oh, shit. And he's like, running full speed. Like a, a true collar that's meant for a dog? Or are you talking a like a BDSM dog BDSM collar? dog collar. So I'm thinking oh. like leather strap with spikes. At one point it was attached to his hands. So his hands were tied with rope. Mm-hmm. So there's still rope dangling from the dog collar. He's running. Now he's running into cars and and tripping and falling because he's like, he can't even see. So he's butt naked and he's blind. He's blind? Wait, blind? Yeah, he can't even see where he's going. He's tripping all over Wait, the place. He, as in he has a blindfold on or he's like actually blind? No, he is no blindfold. He just cannot see where the hell he's going. Did he get his eyes gouged out? He runs to the neighbor's house. And if you're behind him, that's a sight to see. Because if you look at his buttocks, Uh-oh. it's all, you'll see blood <gasps> seeping from <gasps> the buttocks oh my God. on like his- top of the dried blood that has been stained there. Oh. 
um, as in it's coming from his yeah. Anus? So he's like dropping blood all over Out side street his, from his butthole. Yeah, from his booty hole. Oh. And it's like he's all right. So oh. pictures naked guy. It's like no. No frantically things. running, tripping all over the place. Although it is ironic that we just watched yeah. Pulp Fiction, and yeah. this is reminding yeah, me very literally. much of that. Yeah. As soon as you said, <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as you said yeah. BDSM dog collar, I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. yeah. So he runs and he knocks on the neighbor. Now, think about it, if you're the neighbor. Okay. Oh and God. you're like, what the fuck? What well, do you say? How can I help you? Like, the, well, that's what I said to Barbara, the yeah. 85 year old lady who walked you? in our house. Um, yeah, but she wasn't butt naked with a doll collar no, on. No, she might as well have been. She was a stranger. Not to say that we welcome butt naked strangers. And I would just go, don't come to yeah. our house. So he's like knocking on the door, and I would, I don't even think I would open the door. <laughs> I'd be like, go, go to the next house. <laughs> I don't think I would open. Maybe they would open the stripper next I would. I would. I don't know if I would open the door, but I would probably call nine one one. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would call nine one one, but I don't think I would open the door. Is that bad? Um, because you don't know if they're gonna hurt you. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think it would depend on the situation. Well, he is and screaming best help. judgment. He's like screaming help, help me, anyone. You know. Yeah. Okay, you know what I probably would would do. I probably wouldn't let them in my house, but I would probably step outside. Yeah. And try you to... would step outside with a naked dude bleeding. From I would his give him a blanket, booty hole. And I would it, call nine one one, and then possibly, depending on the situation, if I have assessed that there are no weapons on the person, maybe go outside. Well, I don't know what he could be carrying if his hands are tied in front of him and he's naked. No, True. his hands aren't tied anymore. Oh, they were tied, so he still has the remnants of where he was bound from a rope. Oh. That was his hands were tied, and then his hands were tied. With a connecting rope to the doll collar, oh. so like in front of them, and and you see the connector, but it has been severed. Oh, okay. So he's you know that he escaped. Yeah. From <laughs> now, this isn't like a. There's no BDSM sex clubs around. This is the middle of the freaking suburbs. This is like Mount Pleasant. <laughs> like I know this is exactly what yeah. I'm picturing. This like is like your neighbors. Yeah, running down your neighbors street. are old timers. There may be a nice young couple married, like just normal people. Baby and there's this guy, pushers, like freaking yeah. with a dog collar, running butt naked, like wiener flapping everything. Is blood <laughs> like, dripping out of his asshole. Yeah, covered in blood. Got it. Thanks. All right. Quite the visual. So I, I do want to point You're out again, this is a story for Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, you sick son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, I was like, like yeah. she made him do this. I mean, well, she wants us uh, to she, cover this story. I know, well, but she I mean, knows what this was. Lauren, you know. She knows what this you was. She wanted the shock Cindy. value. That's right. Yeah. She, she wanted, wanted the, that. She wanted clickbait. Yeah. She, like, I don't well, know. Well, that's not bad for us when you think oh, about it. Thanks, yeah, Lauren, for clickbait. But I was like, oh, yeah, the collector. The Collector? Wow, that sounds very interesting. Then I started reading the story. I'm like, what the fuck? Was he collecting men like this? Um, all right, so. Was he collecting eyeballs? No, he goes. Ooh. We already have one of those stories. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it could be eyeballs. Because I asked if he had his eyes gouged out, and then he moved to the next mm. subject and did not answer my You're question. something. Okay, now this is because obviously the police come. They talk to this guy, and they're like, all right, what are you doing? And this is a 22-year-old. Oh, he's young. I, he's young. Young For some guy. reason, I was picturing, like, a, a crazy old man. No, he's young. No, his I name is... Uh, like 40. His name is Christopher Bryson. He he is a male prostitute, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's going to change career paths after Probably. this. Probably. Yes, I would assume. Yeah. 
Okay, so he he's got a story to tell, mm-hmm. and actually, I hope so. We're going to hear him oh, in his own words oh tell God. what happened. <gasps> yeah, I got a video of it. Wow. Yeah. So right. it's um, it's pretty interesting. I, I I hope I did it ju- some justice there. Yeah. But so he tells the police, he's like, "Listen, you guys ain't gonna believe this. I was locked up." In someone's basement. Uh, oh my god, it does remind me of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> okay, for five days, I was tortured. And he's gonna, we're gonna play the clip where he says it, but he tells the cops, while his, the one that captured him was at work, because he works a normal day job, Chris Bryson didn't know if his captor was captor, right? Yeah. He didn't know if his captor was gone or in the house. When he leaves, he turns the TV up real loud just so he can't his tell. captive, yeah. his one in captive or whatever, doesn't know whether he's here or gone. But luckily, on this day, around noontime, he was gone. And Chris Bryson actually freed himself. And I'll get into how he did that. Mm. He kind of... He kind of MacGyvered it with mm. some matches that he stole. Mm. It was actually really interesting that he got out. And I'm sure he was very lucky that he did. Well, he was in the, the all right, basement, completely dark. You're being mm. tortured for five days. And I'm about to get into what being tortured mm, means. There's no that. light whatsoever. He finally gets his hands free because he burns these ropes with some matches. He probably does it with his teeth. He burns him. He's free. But now what? You got the door because obviously the door's locked. I mean, yeah. you guys seen movies where they, you know, like that movie, The Dead Room Bolt or whatever. Did, yeah. yeah, the deadbolt. So the door's locked. There's no light. And he can't see. And he can't see. No, he can. He's not completely blind, but he's pretty blind. What were they like maced out? You're going to get to that. Yeah, I'll get to that. But so. He Stop luckily yeah. the blindness. <laughs> he luckily tears down this poster. I'm just that's, trying to picture it in my head, and I can't get a full picture of why he can't. Right, Do you picture a naked guy bleeding from his butthole? Okay. No, I've been picturing that, <laughs> and my butt what is now inadvertently clenching just thinking about it. Like, oh no. Okay, so he Don't tears down this poster in this in this basement. Stuff's coming to come out of there. Not supposed to go. And luckily, he sees a, a ray of light. Like, oh my god, there's a window here. There's a freaking window here. Mm-hmm. He climbs up. He gets a, and the window's freaking unlocked. He oh wow unlocks the window. Lucky. Now there's two big dogs Uh-oh. in this house. He hears them barking all the time. Uh oh. And the one that captured him, that put him in this situation, has told him repeatedly, "I've got two big dogs, and they'll shred you alive if you try to escape." He looks out the window and he notices there's a drop. He's actually on the second story. So if he was to jump. He'd probably break his legs, huh. but it's either you stay there or yeah, you got to take your chances. or you jump. Now, if he jumps, which he end up doing, the dogs might be out there. He doesn't know where he's at, really. Yeah. Was he there could, a, was there a fence then around the perimeter of the property? Um, it's like a little alley between the houses. Mm-hmm. So these houses are pretty close together. If he was to jump out, he'd hit the ground, but it's probably maybe six feet, maybe eight feet. It'll hurt. Yeah. But at this point, whatever, take it. Yeah. So he basically jumps out. 
And luckily, he just bruises his leg, but he ain't even think about that. Yep. Okay, he just takes running. off running. And the first neighbor he sees, he's safe. Now, he tells the cops, I got the matches because the one who captured me, Bob Berdella, Robert Berdella, we'll call him Bob. I mean, he goes by either. Would actually give him cigarettes. And that's how like he got the matches? To boost his morale. And he was smoking one day with Bob, and he grabbed the matches. So that's how he got free. Wow. If he wouldn't have got free, he wouldn't have been the last victim. But he was the last victim, and the only one that survived. Ooh. This isn't the out, first... Out of how many? This wasn't the first rodeo. There were... No one knows for sure. But... Confirmed? Confirmed six. Wow. Wow. Oh. Five or six, maybe maybe as much as 13 or 14. Wow. wow. But no one knows, and no one will ever know. The cops, he's, he's like, tell me what happened. And he goes through this whole story of how he met this guy named Bob Berdella. Now, Bob Berdella is a character. Bob Berdella, Robert Berdella, mm-hmm. at the time of his arrest, was 39 years old. Now, he was born, in Jan- on, he was born on January 31st, 1941. This guy, he was a normal kid. He was a Catholic kid, and he was in a pretty good family. You can't really say that he was abused or anything like that. It wasn't, you remember Robert Garrow? Mm-hmm. Like, they were throwing bricks at that guy? Yeah. Like oh, it, shit, yeah. Yeah, so he he wasn't really, it was it was kind of just a normal family. Now He, he, was, wa- he did not fit the uh, McDonald triad? No, he did not fit the McDonald triad. Mm-hmm. He was bullied a lot. Now, mm-hmm. that was primarily because he wore these Big ass glasses, like Coke now, bottle. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna try to describe what this guy looks like before I even show you a picture, and I want to see if you guys can get a mental image of him. Okay. There's two things I want. There's two people. <laughs> there's someone right. I'm picturing <laughs> already. Honestly. Okay, no. Yeah. If these two people from Office Space, uh, yes. Well, Milton, is that you talking about? <laughs> bubbles. I'm thinking of bubbles. Oh, I'm- bubbles. That all right. That's good. Okay. Is that a good? Well, this, this is the one I had. All right. Okay, Picture all right. this. If these, if if these two men don't don't forget, don't worry about the logistics of how they would have a baby. But if yeah. these two men would uh, have a baby somehow, it would make old Bob Berdella. So picture on your right side of your brain, Ron Jeremy. Ew. Okay. I hope how many, on, I hope he ew. never pre- now, procreated. Now on the left side of your brain, and we're gonna push them together, push the images together. Uh-uh. You got Ron Jeremy over here, and on the left side you got Pablo Escobar. And you, <laughs> you I actually do look kind of alike. And you push those together, and you have Bob Verdella. I don't know what Pablo Escobar looks like. Are you he serious? kind of looks like Ron Jeremy, actually, but just a Latin version. All right, let me show you this guy. Um, although, can I just say, this is not obviously to Jen, but maybe you would know. Why would someone as fucking ugly as Ron Jeremy be successful in porn? Do you mean answer that seriously? Yeah. Because he's got like a fucking 12-inch dick? Like, <laughs> But he's gross. Like, who would ever want to watch that? That's disgusting. Plus, like... Uh... <laughs> there he is, Bob Bertella. Kind of look like Ron Jeremy. Yeah, Ron Jeremy plus Pablo Escobar. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Uh, th- oh, this one looks more like Pablo Escobar. 
this picture of him. Oh, oh, that's the criminal. Okay, that's Bob Berdella. That's Bob Berdella. Type in, type in, um, what's his name? Yeah, Pablo Escobar. See, he's got the porno stash. They, they all have the porno stash. See? Oh yeah. Look at that guy. Wow, he and looks look just like him. I told yeah. you. That's why I said I you need know, to show you the picture. Yeah, now, hopefully, huh. this ain't gonna bring up a bunch of shit. But oh, oh. no, 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 don't, don't, <laughs> Jeremy. don't, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, he does look like him. Yeah, so it looks like Ron Jeremy. Oh, he's so gross. Ew, yeah. Ew. Like, I don't, please don't look at it. Ew. Ew, can you imagine that guy, like, kissing you? No, he, no. like, it actually makes him want to throw up a little bit. I don't care how big somebody's dick is. Like, n- nobody wants to see that naked. Nobody. Ew, look at him. You think he's got any... Diseases? Probably. I'm sure he's. Ew! That's why. Don't scroll down Ew! anymore. What is that? I don't want to see it. It's disgusting. Ew. Uh, like that's that's a lot to handle. Yeah. That's like two feet, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, it's like you, you're um, it's like Is you're holding like up a, a picture stick? of the fish, like you know, <laughs> like you're describing. Oh, I caught a bass this big. You know, <laughs> have you ever seen um, Girls Trip? It's the one with Tiffany Haddish and like Queen Latifah. I, no, I don't think so. Oh, there's this scene about grapefruiting that's really funny. But like, What's grapefruiting? That's grapefruiting. Is that like water boating or motor boating? No. What That's is grapefruiting? Put type in girl trip grapefruit. Just just do it. What please. Do just please, tell us what please. it is. It's funny if you tell. Yeah, describe it. Describe it. Okay, so like in the movie, like this, the one of the one of the friends like meets this guy, and she they go home together, and apparently he has, like, a huge dick. And so she's, like, because she, had, she hadn't had sex or anything since she had got divorced with her husband, so all the girls were like, you're going to get laid this weekend and stuff. And so I feel so weird, like, talking about this. So, um, it's fine. So, it is better if you describe it, don't so, um, So Tiffany Haddish, her character, was like, you need to grapefruit. Because she was like, how am I going to, like, fit it all in? And she was how, like... She, she knew that his dick was that big? Yeah, she was talking about it, and then, like, she's like, you you cut off the ends of a grapefruit and cut a hole in the middle, and then you, like, put it over, and then you, like, squeeze and, like... Over the penis? Yeah, yeah, you have to watch the video. I can't describe it. All right, let's move on. He was bullied a lot. I don't understand. Like, you're supposed to, like, (laughs) squeeze, like, so it's, like, like, I don't know. Are they doing it to simulate sex on the guy? To simulate, like, because for oral, like, you you can't fit it all in, so you put a grapefruit, and you, like, twist and, like... Got it. Got it. Okay. But then later, (laughs) but then later... This seems like a waste of a perfectly good grapefruit to me. But then later in the movie... (laughs) I will never look at a grapefruit. Later in the movie, she tries it, and, like, she gets, like, grapefruit juice in the guy's pee hole, and it, like, burns, and it's, like, wicked funny. You know, they they make pills that make your your, uh, semen taste like grapefruit and cherries and stuff. Yeah. It, it makes it taste like cherries and strawberries and... You could just eat pineapple. You, Why would you, you could, order those pills? Or you can just eat a lot of it, and I think it does. Well, I don't know. I'm well, I don't know either. All right, anyway. Now, at 16, he started to lose faith in Catholicism. Around this time, his father, which was very influential on him... Well, he's gay, isn't he? Why would you say he's gay? 
because there's a male prostitute in his basement <laughs> well played. a dog choker, right. and there's blood dripping out of his ass. All right, so okay. his father died of a heart attack, which he was very influential on him. Now, his mother remarried just literally months later oh. after the father died, uh-huh. and he That's wasn't fishy. He wasn't done um, grieving over this. You know, he he wasn't done with the grieving process, so uh-huh. he resented the mother and the new stepfather immediately, and there was problems right there. And that's when he started losing faith in Catholicism. And at sixteen, he actually worked as a short order cook, and he was sexually molested by a male coworker. Around this time, he started losing his faith, and he started to realize he's gay. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's truly gay, not just a result of yeah. the molestation. Well, so here's how you know I was I mean? picturing it. Like, I maybe he was giving off signs and he didn't realize he was. Like, he if he didn't realize he was gay, he was just giving off signs. And then the male co-worker took, well, took, advantage, took of advantage of it because he picked up on that or whatever. Mm. That, that's kind of what Could I be. had in my mind. All right. By all accounts, Bob Berdella was actually a really good guy. All of his neighbors would say he's a really good guy because these male prostitutes, the ones that come to Bob Berdella's house, no one knew they were prostitutes. People, I mean, they may have known they're prostitutes, but Bob Berdella was someone to open his home and accept troubled youth in. So... Some of the people that, some of the guys that he accepted were like 16 to like 20 years old. Oh, that's fucked up. But, you know, they were troubled on drugs, so prostitution. What well, the Similar state. to the way he was taken. The advantage. state actually viewed Bobardella and registered him as like a, um, almost like a big brother, like oh, a protector. Dear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was actually. I mean, that's that's fucked up. So everyone that came into his home, you know, he was helping get back on the straight and narrow, you know, like like actually or. (laughs) Yeah. And so he was actually. But was he really doing that or was he just. He was at first. Yeah, he was at first. He really was at first. And then it slowly turned into molestation. It slowly turned into some crazy shit. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck. I was trying to pinpoint the exact time this happened. Because the first time this happened was when he was 35. That was when the first victim came to be. But I don't know. It's... Most serial killers, like, you can see the transition. (laughs) This guy... All of a sudden. It's like all of a sudden, not just all of a sudden. He goes from big brother to killer. Not just killer. um, Rapist. Not just rapist. In fact, I don't even think he was. No, he wasn't interested in just getting off like, oh, like. I want to fuck everything. He was interested in like. Like how when a body dies like how long does it take for the organs to shut down? Like he was interested in the like interest intricacies of the human anatomy. Does that make sense? All right, let me just get onto it. So why couldn't he just like take a course at a community college? Well, he was in art school and he dropped out. Well, maybe he should have switched his major to anatomy. Yeah, maybe. Let me see. <laughs> 
I, and all of this could have been avoided. Okay, at 20 years old, that home that the naked guy ran. And so 1969, <laughs> when he was man. 20... When he was 20 years old. <laughs> Everything has a How I Met Your Mother reference. I'm yeah. sorry, it does. And the naked man is friends. No, was, it's not. The naked man across the street? Yeah, ugly naked guy. That's friends. The naked man is a move that one of the guys oh, uses in How I Met Your Mother. True. That's true. When that's he just true. stands in your apartment naked, so he like you just have to have sex with him. That's right. All right, You're listen. Right. Two out you, of three. I you were afraid Works two out of three times. All right, listen. So, at... <laughs> He was 16, and he actually... Now, this is really important. He watched the movie The Collector, which was a movie back in the day. I've never seen it. It's about a serial killer that basically collects shit. That's why he got the name Collector. Anyway, that movie left a very big impression on him. At the age of 18, he enrolled in the Kansas City Art School, but he dropped out because he got into drugs, and he was selling amphetamines, and... He got busted and all this stuff. He started doing LSD, marijuana, drinking a lot. He began a work as a short order cook. And he actually, through his career, before he started murdering people and torturing them in his basement, he was actually a chef. He he went from a short order cook to a very accomplished chef. And he would open up restaurants. And he did very well for himself. Hmm. He was very Interesting. renowned for being a chef. And Berdella, I think, is Italian. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm not saying all Italians know how to cook, you know, but. A lot of Italian women know how to cook, yeah. But he actually did really well. I've been craving Italian food. I love Italian food. Now, he actually, he joined the local chef's association. Now, Nicole comes from a family of chefs, so I don't know anything about this. But I guess the chef association helps train future chefs, Hmm. stuff like that. Anyway. That was the 20s and 30s, 1970. Now, somewhere in there, he saved up enough money, and he was always interested in, like, weird items. Weird, like, shrunken heads and all kinds of Ooh, weird like shit. Occult. Not the occult, but just, like, shit you would find in, like, Egypt. The Hand of Glory. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, like, just weird shit, right? Taluses or talisman or whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. Weird trinkets and stuff. So he saved up enough money and he opened the Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. Oh, yeah. Bazaar Bazaar. Yeah. So Bob's Alliteration. Bazaar. Yeah. So he actually opened his own little shop at his local flea market and he quit his chef position. And he was actually making really good money at this new venture huh. because he's, he would find these. He's a real, knack for business. Well, he was. Yeah. I mean, he's a weird dude. So picture this guy, this Ron Jeremy and Pablo Escobar creature. (coughs) (laughs) Creature. (laughs) He is a creature. (laughs) So picture this guy. You go into Bob's Bizarre Bazaar, and this guy with a porno mustache, he always wears Hawaiian t-shirts. Oh, my God. That makes it even better. And, like, cargo shorts and shit. Did he like, wear socks with the sandals, do you think? He yeah, sounds like he probably, would. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go to Bob's Bazaar Bazaar and you can get all kinds of shit. I can just imagine heads. the commercials for that. <laughs> Come on down to Bob's Bazaar Bazaar <laughs> and see what type of bizarre things that you can find today. <laughs> it actually fits in really well. It's it's really hard to point this this serial killer out because he's so Check weird. out our shop of oddities. And you may 
find yourself in a strange <laughs> situation later this, on. This is probably the one of the weirdest. A bizarre situation. A bizarre <laughs> situation. This is probably one of the weirdest killers I'm trying done. to think of some more alliteration. Bizarre um, being. Now, bizarre. He, around this time, he actually also became open with his homosexuality. Mm. 1981, he quits work as a cook, and he takes his Bob Bizarre Bizarre full-time. It's all he does. And he's making good money. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I just think it's really fun to say, Bob Bizarre Bizarre. Bob Bizarre Bizarre. bizarre. Bob Bizarre Bizarre. bizarre. I was thinking of the, Bob's the, you know, the BBB, the Better Business yeah. Bureau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, all right. So the first no-male relationship he's had, now he's 32. Three at the time was with an unstable Vietnam veteran, and that didn't last long. What do you mean by it didn't last long? Um, I the guess the guy was just really unstable. I don't know. But they just broke. One, they parted ways. Yeah, and they he parted lived. ways. They One parted lived. ways. Yeah. That's One, what I was trying to get at. Okay, so when we when. Right before I was in college, um, one of our dogs passed away. This is when we were getting Jake. Before we got Jake, we actually, my dad brought home this other little dog, and we named him Spencer. Um, but come to find out, Spencer was actually a girl. And the, so we, my dad went to this guy in one, a town in Rhode Island, and he was. they had two dogs left. They had the boy dog, which I, he said he was saving for his friend. And a girl dog. And my dad was like, I'll give you cash right now for the boy dog. So they sent home the dog. And they came, like, my dad and I was at work and I came home from work and no one was home. My dad and sister were like, Jen, come to the porch. Like, can you help us with these groceries? And I was like, okay. And then there was like this puppy on the porch. It was so cute. And I love that little dog. And anyway, come to find out it was a girl dog. So my dad was pissed. My, My dad's a Vietnam vet. So we went to bring back the dog, and the guy was like, you paid for this dog, you signed a contract? He's like, yeah, under the premise that it was a boy dog. He's like, it's not my fault that, like, you thought that the girl dog was a boy. Like, that's not on me. Like, whatever. And oh, my, come on. My dad was like, listen, buddy, I'm an unstable Vietnam vet, and I can do some crazy shit. Like, he was, like, <laughs> screaming at the guy. But, like, essentially, we had to give... I was so sad. We had to give Spencer back. But my mom decided to call Spencer Honey, because when she found out it was a girl, she didn't like the name Spencer for the girl dog so she called her honey we had to give honey back but that's how we ended up getting jake it's mm. <laughs> quite the story it is i heard, heard that before i uh, yeah i hadn't t- told you that one yet so everyone knew bob Rodella is a good guy taking in homeless young male prostitutes and getting them right back on the right track now most right of the guys on the right most of the guys that he at least started to help actually were success stories like he and he was recognized by the state as being a mentor and and they the state trusted him the state they, they would send him all these guys that are just out of prison or you know just troubled youth and drugs they're people that he can take advantage of very easily so he probably recognized that yeah but i don't i don't know when exactly that clicked for him but it did and the first victim was when he was 35 years old this was 1984. His name was Jerry Howell. That was a troubled youth. Now, his torture only lasted two days. That's the first go around, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, you want him to last like five or six days, but sometimes you can't help when they die of asphyxiation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So um, he was gagged too tightly and he basically choked to death. Well, 
Now, this was his first victim. So he was very, he was into the BDSM aspect of yeah. sex. Let me skip forward and I'll cut this in because I want you guys to know what being at Bob Berdella's house is like. Oh, God. Okay. This is from Chris Bryce. Well, it's Bob's Bizarre Bizarre. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. he the a only lot of fucking weird shit. I bet he was like a hoarder. Chris Bryce and the guy that got away. He was actually found by Bob Berdella as he was driving by, stopped. And Berdella asked him, hey, do you want to you want to party with me? Now, this guy's a male prostitute. I'm sorry. If Bob Berdella, after seeing his picture, he rolled up on me and was like, hey, you want to come party with me? And a guy like, I'd be like, no, sorry. Like, (laughs) it's well, he's he's a normal. He's like harmless looking dude. Uh, He's not attractive. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's paying for sex. Yeah. So I guess. If somebody asks, says that, and you're being paid, I guess, like, you'd be like, all right, I guess. All right, so he's at his home. Now, Chris Bryson says this guy's home was a pigsty, man. It was shit everywhere. He had two big-ass Dobermans, and they were just barking, barking, barking. That was the last thing he remembers. Next thing he remembers, besides sitting on Bob Adela's couch, was waking up naked, gagged, and tied up to Bob Rodella's bed. Oh. Here's the fun you have with Bob Rodella. Okay. Once you tie it up, you get tortured a little bit. You get slapped around. hmm Now, he's an experimenter. He wants to do stuff to your body. And uh, the whole time, he's keeping a detailed journal, which the police found, of this. You know, because like oh. a, a good chemist or a good scientist, they got to do precise measurements. But more importantly, you got you to gotta document the precise measurements of any experiment. So, for instance... Yeah. measure twice, cut once. Yeah, so for instance, let's say you're a chemist mindset and you take a syringe, you, you put, um, you fill the syringe with Drano and then you insert it into your victim's voice box. <gasps> um, you, 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 you're going to want to... Holy fuck! <laughs> what the shit? I forgot, I even forgot about Drano. I know, yeah. shit. You're going to want to write down how the measurement of the, the Drano that you use in the syringe. Oh and then you gosh. insert it right in their voice box. And then you write down, oh, he can still talk. He can still make sounds. So maybe I should insert some more. So you keep doing it until his voice starts to crackle and then fade away. That's a good experiment. It's called the scientific method. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> like, what the... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Um, um, we're just getting started here. Yeah. So, I mean, stuff, I mean, anything you can do at home with your just household cleaners. Like, for instance, you can take uh, take some Q-tips, swish them around in some Clorox, and then rub it right on the pupils <gasps> of the victim's eyes. And you keep doing that, and eventually their sight will start blurring out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So I take it that's what happened to our yeah, last that, victim. Oh, that's why it was blind. What the um, fuck? Um, oh, another thing wow. you can do if you're at home and you're bored and you have someone <laughs> locked up in your basement, you can take a car battery and put the little electrodes <gasps> not not on his nipples, but on his testicles. Oh, my God. And then God. light that motherfucker up. <laughs> we got one per each, you know. God, you just clip those things right on there, Jen, and then you start the generator. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> holy shit, get her done, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Lauren. 
What the fuck is exactly. wrong with you? <laughs> exactly, Lauren. L- Lauren, we love you as a talk show. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> actually, let's this is be, actually a let's great be story. honest, Lauren. You fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, this cannot be what she's talking about. She's got to be talking about someone more normal. <laughs> but Holy no. shit. Yeah, this is definitely oh not your, your run-of-the-mill <laughs> serial killer. Nope, this is... Yeah. Pretty twisted. Now, oh. now he would... Testicles. Ra- he would sexually also, assault... He would rape the victims. But that was... Obviously. That was like a freaking... Pleasure cruise. Pleasure cruise <laughs> compared to all the other shit he stuffed up there. Sky including like uh, an iron pole and Afternoon like a little... Daylight. Like a big screwdriver and an iron little oh. rod. You stuck it right up there. That's why it was right. bleeding all over and dripping, you know? I guess. He would, in his journal, he would try to, like, put how much pressure, you know. Is he measuring his own PSI? (laughs) Oh, my God. He's a scientist, okay? (laughs) No. Bob Bizarre Bizarre is just really fucking bizarre. (laughs) All right. So the first victim, Jerry Howell. Now, this is when Bob Berdello was 35 years old. Cover my butt. <laughs> <laughs> 1984. His torture only lasted a few days. Now he got the electrodes on the testicles and everything else. I don't know if he got Do you the die f- immediately from that. Like what, what happens? John, let's test it. <laughs> <laughs> that would just suck. He actually died of asphyxiation. So I don't know what, ha- what kind of weird experiment he was doing. I think he did do the chloride. The Drano in the voice box. Have you? Can you imagine putting Drano in someone's voice box? No. Also, how do you know where the voice box is? I guess he just stuck it right up in the neck. Well, you have to. Th- you you just a feel very around. Particular spot. You ask him to talk. Uh, yeah. And then wherever you have the vibration, that's where the that's where the voice box and is. And the, the Chris Bryce, we're going to hear from later. Let me know when he talks. See if you can tell that his voice is... See, whenever I think about, like, I can't... Like, that just... No, because, like, that reminds me of, like, doing... Having to do a tracheotomy. Yeah. Like, uh, no. Yeah. No, I could never, 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 ever. Nope. Well, remember- I am so, so glad that I am not an athletic trainer right now. Like, my life could be totally, completely different. Like, I cannot deal with that shit. Nope. I think I fit right in with the counselors. Yeah. I was learning about DSM-5. <laughs> Talking yeah. about murder. Yeah, you know. All right, let's hear from. Uh, All right, the one that got away. The one that got away. Oh wait, sorry. This is a thing on swastikas. <laughs> what else are you YouTubing? No, it's the because it reminded me a lot of the Nazi um, experiment experimenters. All right. Go to patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com, slash talkmurder to see the videos, and I'm also going to put it on talkmurder.com. Wow, 47 people reported missing from the area of 10th and McGee Streets between 1984 and 1988 have never been accounted So, for. shit, it could have been a lot yeah, more. Yeah, it could have been way up there. They only found six um, remains, though. Well, I could talk about the torture pretty much, because, you know, I was uh, away through most of that. At this one time when he uh, hooked these uh, cables up to my testicles, and then, you know I was naked, and I'm, I'm not I'm not aware of what he was doing. And he stepped back and he touched these wires together, and I flipped and flopped them all over the bed. Uh, that kind of woke me oh up. He was shocking. He was electrocuting me. And then at the same time, he was uh, taking yeah. Polaroid pictures. And uh, 
Oh, yeah, I want to say, the police, once they arrested Bob Berdella, they found over 200 Polaroid pictures. What? You know, though, do y'all know what Polaroids are? Yes. Yeah, of the... And some of them they couldn't even release to the public because the victims appeared to be dead, and they probably were dead oh in the gosh. photos. But I'll, I'll show you some if you, guys, if you guys want to see them. Yeah, okay. He was done, and then he came immediately and put a like a potato sack over my head and uh, kind of closed it like that. And so my hands were tied here and my feet were tied, and I breathed through my mouth. Okay, and he already had a worse egg in my mouth and a, a piano bottle tied with piano bottle. And uh, I wasn't able to get no option at all, so I was, you know, I was in this position. And uh, I was trying to rip the, the potato sack off, and he, uh, that's when he came in. And that's when he went and flew into it. He just uh, ripped that thing off, and he uh, came and jumped on my chest. He had an iron bar like that, and he just started, he was trying to strike me in the head. And it seemed like it was for about five minutes. And, you know, I was like this. and. And he was trying to hit my head, and I was more or less, I was reflecting him all with uh, my hands and stuff. That's old Barbara Della. Yeah. So, so he was trying to keep these victims alive. Now, the first one, he didn't do a very good job at that. His name was Jerry, Jerry Howell. His torture lasted only two days. So, what he did was he took them to the bathroom and put him like over the sink Mm -hmm. and he he basically he hung him upside down by his ankles oh my gosh and then he slit the ankles and you know the blood drains out just like that just like a cat you know the cattle butcher shops and stuff they hang the cow yeah so he was trying to get all the blood out so all the blood drained down the sink now with all of the victims this was the M.O. of disposing the victims. Every one of them. The first one, Jerry Howell, drains all the blood, cuts them up, dismembers the entire body, wow. puts them in trash bags, and then calmly and ever so carelessly walks out his front door and puts the trash bags <gasps> in the front of his lawn. And then the garbage men come and get them. What? The garbage men un- unknowingly disposed of at least six victims in garbage bags sitting in the front of his lawn. He didn't even try to oh my God. to do anything wow. more than that. He just literally put them in garbage bags and threw them outside. Ima- That's awful, number one. <laughs> number two, like what? He must have timed that perfectly with the with the garbage because imagine like if like a dog yeah. walking by like or an yeah, animal raccoon or anything like that like wow yeah yeah seriously now I he, wonder if he did time his deaths like the the like okay trash day is tomorrow time yeah. to, time to go now I want to say Barbara Della was really respected in the community remember everyone thought he was taking in these troubled youths. And yeah, they don't see these troubled youths anymore. They think they may have because been... he's killing them. Well, they didn't know that, <laughs> but I do want to point out he's that he's taking them in and throwing them out. Yeah, that Bob Rodello hosted a bunch of and he joined multiple local crime prevention groups oh, during this time, and he also hosted a bunch of cookouts during no. the time of dismembering these bodies. <gasps> and I'm just saying, 
And he, he would always have the best chili on the block. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, my God. I'm not saying there were any humans in there. But you eat Bob Berdella's chili, man, that's some good finger-licking chili. Finger-licking Oh. Chili. <laughs> no. You think he... Oh, oh shit. And I'm not hungry. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me go through all these victims. So, 1984, he killed Jerry Howell. Now, he would sedate these victims with animal tranquilizers. Then once they get good and passed out, he would tie them up, start the torture routine where he kept copious journals and notes about how much Drano he's injecting in their voice boxes and how much Clorox he's spreading around their eyeballs. Howell died from asphyxiation from a uh, plastic bag, like I said. April 10th, 1985, so about a year later, when he was 35 years old, he met Robert Shelton. And he, at this time, he was like, all right, I the other guy only lasted two days. My intention is to keep this guy alive so I can, you know, have longer to, you know, with a human body or whatever. Right. April 11th, he said, no, nah, I don't want to keep him anymore. Okay. <laughs> April 12th. Shelton got drunk because Bob Rodella would give him liquor and stuff and cigarettes, try to keep their morale up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Shelton got drunk April 12th, which is two days later after he first got captured. And he decided, okay, I'll keep them. I am going to keep them. So he drugged them with more sedatives and tranquilizers. And then killed them. Bound him and gagged him, sodomized him with large objects, and then tortured him repeatedly for days. April 15th, he finally dies. He suffocated Sheldon with a plastic bag. Now, it wasn't really his fault, and he would probably stay alive a lot longer, but there were workers that were coming to work on his roof. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you can't have someone, you can't have a male bound and tied up. I mean, have you ever got. Yeah, that's just a bad Has that look. ever happened to you guys? Like, someone's coming to do yard work, and it's like, shit, man. Well, gotta kill the guy. That's exactly. House. So. Now, he placed that body in the bathtub and cut it up, garbage bags at the curb. Now, at this time, the second victim, he actually kept the head and he buried it in his backyard. Oh, my God. And it was kind of the first time he actually kept a souvenir or something from the victim. June 22nd, 1985, the next victim, Mark Wallace, who was helping Bob Rudella do some yard work, Mm -hmm. they struck up a conversation Next thing he knows, he's he's gagged, bound, naked, and tied to Bob Rodella's bed. Now, he was only tortured for several hours until he passed away. Um, and the funny thing is that they all were drained of blood, dismembered, and then left at the curb for the trashmen to pick up. June 5th, 1987, he bailed out an old-timey friend, Larry Pearson, who was in prison at the time. And he invited him to live at his house for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, that was June 5th, 1987. June 23rd, Larry Pearson was drugged and tortured for the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. August 5th, just a month after he bailed him out, Berdella goes to the hospital because Pearson bit off the tip of his penis. (gasps) Oh! (laughs) Shit. Oh, so he dear. had to get his penis reattached. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and I got the doctor talking about that. Oh, yes. We need to watch that clip. That's for sure. In the 80s, uh, within about. A- this is the doctor that reattached Bob Berdella's oh penis. God. 
three-year period, he had uh, been in the emergency room at Truman on several occasions to have the head of his penis reattached. <gasps> several occasions. It's easy to reattach. You know, you can it's easy to reattach. Maybe some of the blood vessels, you know. But the nerve endings may not grow through again. So they may not have the same kind of sensation, you know. So it's just... Um, it's just dead at the tip, I would think, at least after two or three tries of this. Oh, my God. And <laughs> so, as I said, it, it always made me very curious oh that perhaps the kinds of things that he had done to these young men were not so much about uh, lust or sexual sensation as they were simply about power. Can you just because imagine? He had that kind of feeling left like, on his penis. Hey, Dr. Barry. Oh, hey, Bob, what's going on today? Oh, you know, I just had my penis bit off again. Again, Bob, that's the sixth time this month. Like, (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, can you, what do you do? Are you, like, holding it in his hand? Like, help me. (laughs) Like, what? Look what I got, guys. Yeah, that's a weird case. You bring Um, it in, like, in a plastic baggie? Like. So that was, um. That was August 5th that he got his penis reattached. Now, August 7th, he gets home from the hospital and he disposes of Pearson. He kills Pearson. And then he takes his head and he replaces Sheldon's head in the backyard, the previous head, with the new Pearson head. And he takes Sheldon's head, which is a skull now, you know, and he puts it in his home, like on the mantle. (laughs) Like That's one of his weird. shrunken heads, like in his shop. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Hmm. Like when they, like with growing up when they said, like, if you ever got one of your teeth knocked out, it's like put it in milk and get to a dentist right away. No, I have not heard that. Really? No. No, the police that, had like, a. preserves the tooth? Yeah. Hmm. The police had a field day. Obviously, they were digging up skulls like crazy. Um. All in all, of course, Bob was arrested April 2nd as soon as that naked guy with the dog collar, yeah. you know, rats him out. his end, yep. Okay, he was accused at first at seven counts of sodomy, one count of felonious restraint, and one count of first-degree assault. They set a bail at 500000 but he was eventually tried of all these murders and convicted guilty of they all these murders. They just got him with what they Yeah, they got him with they yeah, and they dug up all the skulls. Now this is really interesting. One of Wait, the Wait, hang on. So to go back to the skull thing. So when you said that he earlier he dismembered the bot, he dismembered everything but the and throughout everything. Yeah, he basically but cut the, the head out, cut the, cut head, the head off head and then buried, and buried it. it in yeah. the backyard. So yeah. he had all the heads. No, just of two. They only found they only found two skulls. And eventually he was just like, oh, all right, I'm done with this one. I'll throw this Yeah, one. most of them were just, they were just throwing them in Got the trash it. bag. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom. Yeah. So he was sent to Jefferson City, Missouri to serve the rest of his life in a penitentiary. Let me see what else I got. Um, now, it's really weird. One of the victims, the mother actually gets awarded a record Five billion dollars. Wow. Now it was main that he's not worth that much. Billion with a B. Billion with a B. Now that was mainly so Berdella can never profit from his crimes, you know, by selling a story and stuff like that. So any any income would go to her. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she didn't. He's not worth that much. But it was is really interesting that that they awarded because she asked for like two billion and they gave her five. Wow. The jury decided that or something. Some crazy. Wow. 
That's wild. How does that work? Do, do you get it right off the bat, or they have to keep paying you until they, you get that money? Yeah. What happens, gotta, if, what happens if they I mean, die they, before they you get it? They repossess all your stuff and try to sell it at auctions. All of Bob's Bizarre. Yeah. I mean, look at Todd Kohat. They sold his land. They auctioned all his stuff off. Yeah. So that is... No, actually, when they sent him to prison, he served his time in solitary confinement because of all the threats. He, I mean, everyone wanted to kill him, obviously. Plus, he was not very easy to get along with. He was actually a real train wreck. Here's him talking right now. To the murder of six young men in this city and crimes that uh, horrified the city and much of the country. You've confessed to, in various degrees, felonious restraint, drugging people, sexually abusing them, torturing them killing them, dismembering them. And until now, you've uh, refused all interviews. So in light of all those facts, I have to ask you, uh, why are you here? What is it you have to say to us? What is it you want to say about yourself in this case? Well, I've had the media clamoring to get interviews with me. And after I made my last pleas, I wanted to get at least part of my side of it out you don't have I found it very hard to find any way to do that in Kansas City. The media has so biased my case. I wonder why. Portraying me as being non-human and their motivation is no separate from what the way I treated my victims. I treated them as something less than human. It's nothing more than a play toy or a play object. This is what the media has done to me. It's dehumanized me so that it can believe, along with the public, that things like human sacrifice, set Satanism, demonic practices, are more believable than me being the neighbor next door who reached a point in his life where he could do monstrous acts. That's not the same thing as being a monster. First came into jail at the Fox. Anyway, well, that's uh, that's my story on Bob Berdella, Bob's huh. Bizarre Bizarre. That is for our Talco Supremo, Lauren. Lauren, I really hope you enjoyed this story and let me know what you think. Well, as always, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Talk Murder to Me. We'll catch you on next Taco Tuesday. But it definitely like has that it. sunny Have you ever watched the Chappelle show? Where the commercial, I'm a he's James like, bitch. he's like the kids, you know, the old commercial where they're running in and, and they play from soccer and yeah. they open the fridge and there's Sunny D. Yeah. He's like, I'll grab the Sunny D. And there's one black kid's like, I want that purple stuff. <laughs> 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 the, the grape tree. Oh can we God. can we watch that? Yeah, click yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> watch the black kids in the back. You ever see that commercial? And look at that black kid. He'd be like. I didn't know that was actually the commercial. <laughs> Sugar, water, purple. <laughs> sugar, water, purple. <laughs> That's the ingredient. Sugar, water, and of course, purple. <laughs>